if you've ever had kids or been with someone who has, you know the drill. In those first few days at the hospital, lots of routine tests, monitoring, and heaps of crossing of fingers and positive vibes. And there's this one really important hearing test that's performed, and it's super cute because it makes your baby look like a mini DJ or something. And then, great, all clear. The hearing's perfect. But then what? What happens if things change? How long might it go where a child's living their day-to-day with a hearing impairment? How would you know? Well, joining me to talk all about it is Caroline Mee from Sound Scouts, and her day-to-day involves helping making positive changes to the lives of children by detecting hearing loss that may have prevented them from realising their potential. Let's make it happen, Team Health Tech. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Burge, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Caroline Mee. She's the founder and CEO of Sound Scouts, which is a free, clinically proven app that enables hearing to be checked in any quiet place efficiently and reliably. They've received funding through grants to help get things off the ground, and they've gained support from the Department of Health to ensure the platform is free for all Australian schoolchildren. Caroline's received many awards for her innovative achievements, including being recognised as one of the 2016 AFR Westpac 100 Women of Influence, winning gold at the 2016 Australian Computer Society Digital Disruptor Awards, and being nominated as a finalist in the innovation category for the 2017 Xbox Women in Games Awards, and in 2020 won the Women in Digital Innovator of the Year Award. Hey, Caroline, how are you going? Great. Wonderful to be here and chatting to you. Yeah, great to have you on. And I'm excited about this chat for a few different reasons about hearing in kids, but also the use of games and an app and having it free for parents and kids and everything. So it's such a cool topic to cover and all around, again, in the use of technology and healthcare. So what a perfect fit. So thanks for making the time. It's my pleasure. And as you can imagine, I'm also pretty excited about talking about Sound Scouts and highlighting both our achievements and also getting hearing front and centre because I think sometimes it's the forgotten sense and we need to make more people aware of it. Oh man, doing a podcast without hearing would be a very difficult job. So I'm totally on the same page with you. Give us your background, Caroline. Set the scene. What's your background? My background is probably a little different to most tech entrepreneurs. I actually come from a background of content production. So many, many years in television production, working as a producer and a director. And it was actually a desire to upskill in the digital space that led me to the development of Sound Scouts. It's been a pretty interesting journey, but I think what's nice is that I bring my creative skills to the equation and it's brought a different perspective to the problem solving challenge. And so tell us a bit more about Sound Scouts. What's that? In broad strokes, Sound Scouts as a company is all about delivering more accessible solutions in the hearing screening space. And definitely at the heart of the company is the Sound Scouts app, which was designed to enable hearing screening, as you mentioned up front, really in any quiet place. And 
what we were trying to do was create a solution that would enable hearing checks in regional areas, in remote areas, in city areas as well, metro areas, but something that was accessible to everyone. I'm a mother of three and I had to take two of my children to the audiologist for a hearing test. And I distinctly remember at the time that I had to wait oh, six to eight weeks, I think, for the appointment. And of course, then I had to take half a day off work to take them to that appointment and I was taking them into a very foreign environment and they were five years old if I recollect and it was quite confronting for them so I was trying to come up with a solution that addressed all of those issues and of course was also a lot cheaper and accessible overall. Take me through the way that this type of test is done. You mentioned before to going to the audiologist and long wait times and foreign places, but that whole bit more of the technical side, or at least how it works, getting a hearing test before and now with SoundScouts, how that all kind of works. In the traditional approach to hearing testing, screening really for children has never, I don't think, been tackled in a particularly comprehensive way. I think there's different screening approaches for adults, and that's typically done by a tone-based test, and it just presents usually four tones to the children and in quiet. It assesses your ability to hear in quiet, but it doesn't assess your ability to hear in noise. Anyone who's done a tone-based hearing test, which I think as you get to adulthood, most people have done at some point, it's a really, really boring test. You're just presented with beeps and it can be hard to stay focused. So when I was looking at solving the problem of creating Sound Scouts, it was like, how do we make a hearing test fun? And if I just jump back to, talking about the course I did or the additional studies in digital media during that advanced diploma I did I was introduced to the concept of serious games and serious or sometimes they're called applied games are any games that have at their heart uh, reason other than entertainment, pure entertainment so you're setting out to do something other than just purely entertain during the course, I was introduced to serious games and I was fascinated by them because it's really that combination of entertainment and engagement with this incredible engine at the back and the science and being able to tap into the data that you collect while playing the game and then applying that data or translating, extracting information from that data. I was exposed to that and then for my final assignment actually had the sort of the shower moment, the penny drop moment of wouldn't it be great to create a game to test for hearing loss. So you're not only addressing that boring aspect of hearing tests, you're creating fun, you're maintaining engagement through the game and the accessibility aspects. That's what started the journey and very early in the piece I approached Dr Harvey Dillon who at the time was the director of the National Acoustic Laboratories and put the idea to him and thankfully he was interested enough to explore the idea and said yes I'm happy to be involved and so he brought all the science to the project, told us, laid out well these are the things 
that we need to incorporate. I do remember whiteboarding the project and he had his stretch goals of like, if we could do everything, these are the things that I'd like to see incorporated into the test. Of course, over time, they were paired back. But what we did achieve was a test that checks for sensory neural hearing loss, conductive hearing loss, and very importantly and interestingly, that ability to hear in noise. This, I think, was something that no one was doing in a comprehensive and effective way. Sound Scouts test for all those three conditions and the kids love it. So there's no challenges in getting them to do the test. I had one teacher actually explain to me that they were testing at the school and after the first day of testing, some of the kids went home, some of the kids who didn't have their permission notes signed and they went home to their mums and were like, mum, you need to sign this, I'm missing out. (laughs) And so (laughs) the next day they came back and had this whole pile of signed permission notes because the children were really keen to participate. So that's the kind of test you want to offer, one where they're lining up to be involved. That's the genesis of the early stages of how it came about. Really, the challenge for us, of course, was being able to ensure that what we were testing for with the game was actually a hearing loss. And how you go about that is you set the premises and you build towards those and During the process of demonstrating the effectiveness of the app, I think we tested close to a 1,000 children and those 1,000 children were all tested with a paediatric audiologist and we did it in groups. We probably started off testing 100 children. We looked at what was working. We iterated. We tested another 100 children. And I think in the final lot that our scientific paper was written about, there was probably about 300 children. Each time we were able to look at what was working, what wasn't, and improve the test from there. If I can just give you some fun examples of what we learned on the way, we had to make sure, for example, that the children weren't failing for a reason other than a hearing issue. And so we used language in this particular test, very basic language that's suitable for four-year-olds and above. One of the terms we, target items is the term we use, was peanut butter. And we knew the correction rate should have been in about 60, 65%. And the correction rate was 30%. So we knew something was going wrong. And as my knowledge as a mother, I was quickly able to deduce that because of peanut allergies, children weren't being given peanut butter and so therefore weren't aware of what it was. And so we were able to identify that we had to remove that as a target item and replace it with something that was more familiar. It's really interesting, little things like that, that the data speaks volumes and provides clear direction on how you can modify things. I like that you've got the research and the learnings behind it and something that if you're looking at it, from the outside could be quite a simple game that might have some simple outputs. And I'm interested to learn a bit more about that in a second, but just the amount of work it sounds like you've done on the back end in terms of the research and everything behind it to ensure that it's not just a fun or a useful tool, but a clinically proven one as well. 
absolutely it's mandatory really particularly as we're really working with a lot of schools now our, our principal market actually uh, schools in Australia schools have taken up the test to screen their children particularly the incoming children they're all the schools want evidence-based solutions so you have to show and demonstrate that it's been through the necessary protocols and fortunately our science was published in the international journal of audiology in 2018 so certainly we've done everything we can to demonstrate its efficacy it's been a journey but certainly worthwhile on the tool itself you talked about the schools being a primary market is that how kids get access to it? Can parents download it for kids off the app store or is it mainly done through schools? Or It's interesting, that question, actually, because, and it goes back to your intro, at the start when I was developing and had the idea, I thought parents would be the natural fit for the app, that parents would jump at the opportunity to check their children's hearing. And the World Health Organization actually recommends that children have their hearing checked at the start of school. And at this stage in Australia, we have the newborn screen, which you mentioned, but we actually don't have any follow-up screening after birth. With the exception of Western Australia, they do a four-year-old test. But across most of Australia, there's no follow-up testing, which is quite extraordinary, really. So you've got a high percentage of kids starting school with typically glue ear, otitis media, and then a small percentage with sensory neural loss or permanent hearing loss that might not have been picked up in the that newborn screen. So there's certainly this need, but I think parents are under the impression that that newborn test is a one-off lifetime test of good hearing. Our expectation that the test would be taken up by parents hasn't played out, but where we have seen the uptake is by schools and by teachers. And I believe that's because teachers are really at the coalface. They recognise the signs of hearing loss. They're impacted in the classroom by children having hearing issues that are being left untreated. And so, yes, schools jumped on it and are really loving it in terms of what it can sort of tell them about the child as well. Being a free app, and there was a mention that I made at the start of the episode that there's been some support from the Australian government too. How does it get funded? Who pays for SoundScouts? Initially, when we went to market, it was a cost per test that the user paid for, and it was around the $10 price point. Traditional hearing tests are around $100 to $150 you'd pay for a hearing screen. And as you can imagine, that's a lot of money and would really discourage a lot of parents from doing this test. I think the advantage to the government in making Sound Scouts freely available is that we're actually picking up issues early, getting them treated, and then there's flow on savings to the government. We actually did a health economics evaluation with Moot, which is Macquarie University Centre for the Health Economy. And they showed that for every dollar spent on Sound Scouts testing, there was a $10 saving to the government. So it's fairly compelling economic conditions to fund it. 
It's really about the lifetime cost of an undetected hearing loss, if you like. If that loss goes untreated, the child's not going to achieve the academic outcomes that they can, and then that's going to flow on to what they're able to achieve across their lifetime. So certainly we welcome the federal government support. It was a journey in demonstrating the effectiveness of the art and demonstrating the need for it, and we very much welcome their support and hearing Australia support and enabling us to provide this to Australian children. And yes, we're very pleased to see the schools taking it up. That's so awesome. And I know of so many of the discussions that we've had in the Talking Health Tech community with, say, early stage or even well-established health tech providers in particular that have a solution where they take the view that it seems so logical that it's in the best interest of the government to pay for this because it would save material amounts of money within the healthcare system. You've gone about and actually achieved that. How do you go about that kind of process? You talked a little bit about getting the study in place and everyone knows that theoretically but actually getting that in place and delivering on it that's pretty next level it certainly feels like it's an achievement and it's not something that's happened overnight Sound Scouts has been around for close to 10 years. So I'd love to say we we're an overnight success, but it's about being able to lay those stepping stones. And we come off the back of two Senate inquiries, and both inquiries recommended school entry hearing screening. So when I started the project, there was a Senate inquiry in 2010, and one of the recommendations was to introduce school entry screening and then there was another senate inquiry in 2017-18 and really we were bookended by those recommendations we just worked towards creating this solution knowing that the need was there we can see the high number of children that are being found to have hearing issues i think knowing the need was there doing the hard yards in terms of establishing efficacy and then working with some foundation users or early adopters. And I have to say, we have grown and modified the app significantly since we first created it. In the early days, it was a 17-minute test. It was very much about, it was embedded in a story and it was enjoyable, but it was too long and it was built again for that home use. So we started to get this adoption from the schools and the feedback was that it was too long. Then we had to modify the test and try and utilize the data that we collected from the first version. We didn't want to sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater. So it was like, how do we creatively incorporate the learnings from the first iteration, build them into this new version, but also take on board the wish list from the educators and speech pathologists and what have you and make something that was really fit for purpose. And it's undoubtedly where we've arrived or what we've arrived at. But yeah, it's a process, isn't it? As everyone will know. Yeah, it's a tough slog, but it's such a great journey. And like you say, you know, an overnight success in 10 years is always the way, particularly in healthcare. I feel like it's it's even longer, but we'll have to get you in a uh, 
THT Plus community share what you know session because there'll be other founders and other workers within the space that'd be really curious about that journey too. So we'll do that separately. But thinking about the app and we've heard a little bit about the benefits that it brings and can certainly see a need and the way that's been demonstrated. What are some of the disadvantages of using an app for screening, even not for just hearing, but for any health issues? There's always disadvantages and challenges uh, that you face and it comes down to that issue of if it's not perfect, do you not do it at all or do you use something that's not quite perfect and address 80% of the problems or 85% of the problems and then know that, okay, there's going to be a shortfall. Alternatively, not do anything and you don't pick up any of the issues. When you're looking specifically at hearing and with Sound Scouts, we specifically test the mid-frequency range and we expect to pick up hearing loss in the lower and upper frequencies in using the language components of our tests. But a traditional hearing test will test for the key frequencies, 500,000, 2,000 and 4,000. Some will be more extensive up to six and 8,000. And so because because we have to limit the duration of the test, we've picked out what is the key frequency in terms of language and really focused on that just to minimise the duration. We're really looking at screening and we're looking at can this child in particular, you can use Sound Scouts if you're an adult as well, but in the case of children, can the children hear in a noisy classroom environment? Do they have a hearing loss that's going to impact their ability to learn? And so that's where we focused our test. In the digital space, when it comes to screening and picking problems up, I don't want to say it's better than nothing. It's a whole lot better than nothing. It may not be as good as a diagnostic solution, but if we can get 85% of the people with problems to a clinician, then we're doing a great job. I love that it's solving for a particular problem and a very important one at that being if it means that more children can pay more attention in school, then that's a success. It doesn't mean that every single minutia of a hearing issue is going to be picked up using the app, but it's solving a materially big problem. So I think that that's good advice for anyone creating anything, that solving for a particular problem is the way to go and being laser focused on that. So it's great that you've done that and iterated over time as well. I think a couple of key things for me and knowing that people in regional areas, I've spoken to many, many caregivers who have said that they can wait nine months, six to nine months for a visiting audiologist or the possibility of getting a hearing test. And one of the early adopters in school space explained to me that for a child to get support, they actually have to determine that the child doesn't have a sight or hearing issue so using sound scouts they're able to do that on the day they're able to get a result then and there and not delay that child's referral by potentially nine months until they're able to see an audiologist that year that you could potentially lose in supporting a child can just be critical 
The other thing too that's specific to Sound Scouts is that assessment of a child's ability to hear and noise. Now, it's an area that is growing in, there's research growing around it. It's not been a situation or a condition that people have been overly familiar with, but with the Sound Scouts research, we can clearly demonstrate that there is a significant percentage of children who can hear their ears work, but how their brains and ears are working together, their ability to spatialize and understand where noise is coming from, these children have a problem. So they might self-identify and say, I have a hearing issue, I'm not hearing. They could be taken to an audiologist, be tested, and the audiologist will tell them that their hearing is perfectly normal, and yet they can't hear in a classroom environment because of that spatialization challenge. So that is a thing, and that's something that we're able to identify, alert the teachers to, and then the schools and the teachers can put in support and, and measurements to help those children. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that. Thinking around innovation and what's coming ahead for you guys, what's on the horizon for Sound Scouts? We're so excited. There's so many things that we've got on our table in moving forward into the next 12 months. We are about to launch a platform. Sound Scouts has been an app for quite a while and now we're going to be launching a platform that enables clinics and schools to manage all their test data. That's just going to take it to the next level and we're also looking at some diagnostic tools for clinicians as well that we hope to have available in the next six months. And then we've, yeah, we've got some other developments that are still under wraps that we'll look forward to sharing in the coming year. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not little tweaks to the app at all, is it? It's, it's, it's big <laughs> transformational change. That's awesome. For the right reason, that's good expansion. That's progression from the app to then broadening out to the ecosystem and healthcare more broadly. And that's really important. Yeah, I think it's nice to be able to take everything that you've learnt and consolidate and then move forward. We're really, I think, increasingly well known for our service and our support of our users. And we listen to what they want and need. And really, we build out the solution from that feedback. And certainly, the platform development will address a lot of issues that we've had shared with us. But yeah, I think it's a case of, pardon the pun, keeping your ear to the ground and, <laughs> and yeah, moving forward from there. <laughs> I refrained from any puns from this episode and then you went ahead and you did one. So that's okay, fine. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, the, and so lastly, if there are any parents that are listening out on this show and keen to show their support for Talking Health Tech guest alumni or Sound Scouts to have their kids through the platform, how do they go about it? Do they knock on the doors of schools? What do they do? Parents can test at home. Sound Scouts can be downloaded from the App Store or Google Play. So parents can absolutely do the test at home. And I just encourage you to follow the instructions. Use decent quality adult headphones and you'll be able to test your children at home. The test is only suitable for children aged four and above. And it can also, as mentioned, be used by adults. 
We often see whole families testing and checking their hearing. If they're not able to do it at home, then certainly approach their schools and ask if they're running the program and if they're not, then encourage them to get on board. And they can reach out to us and we can provide them with all the resources that they need. Amazing. Well, we'll put some details of everything in the show notes of this episode and on our website and make sure you check out the Sound Scouts listing on the Talking Health Tech directory as well. Thank you so much, Caroline, for making the time and taking us all through it and good luck with all of the expansion plans and things for Sound Scouts in the future. Thank you, Pete. It's been great to be here and speaking to you. So look forward to staying connected. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out TalkingHealthTech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. Now go make it happen.